This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Good to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. This is episode four, series nine, and unusually, and for the second week in a row, we are in the same studio here at Southbank. Craig Hutchison, Damien Barrett with you. Hachi, hello. Damo, how are you? Great to see you in person. And Two weeks in a row. It's been a big week in the water footy media, hasn't it? Yep. It's, it's on early, <laughs> not only in the AFL media, but for those uh, those left behind by the NRL media who missed the trip to, oh, to Vegas. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging away at that story. I've got names and numbers of people going from an, yep. a news limited perspective to Vegas, but that's the journos and they're there to work. I really want my hands on the executive slash Editors list. Yep, I've got it. I've seen an all points bulletin on the NRL media, by the way, and the AFL are just as culpable. And so this is not an AFL NRL thing. We're in both sports, as you know. Yep. And there'll be some crossover too. If People in both sports who will be there. If you don't think that the media, print media, and and television media, and electronic media, uh, opinions are for sale, <laughs> try and find me a negative story about Vegas <laughs> from anyone who's remotely on the pl- on the flight. So, so we're going to have a competition over there now. An it's, NRL competition. I read. In the News Limited papers. America's watching us. All eyes on us. NFL scouts are chasing us. Uh, Volandi's a genius, which he is, by the way. Yes, You should see the coverage, Damo, from those who've been invited in the tent to go on the trip of a lifetime to Vegas. Here's a random assortment and collection of of news articles that have been printed in the past week, actually, on, on this particular matter. Yep. That the NRL is, quote, considering a US league. So we're going yep. to somehow, from scratch, <laughs> have an NRL competition. Yep. It's going to reach, Hutchie, close to 100 million homes, this yep. game. 100, 100 million people are going to watch this game yep. played on the weekend. Yep. One in three Americans yep. are going to be watching it. They also now talk there's going to be a, uh, a Super League UK being bought as well on the back of the international expansion to LA or yep. Vegas. Yep. yep. Um, move the grand final. To suit US audiences that don't exist. <laughs> That's the latest speculation. Who wrote that? Someone wrote that's moving to 2.30 the game. Yeah, I, I read that one yeah. somewhere. And then you've got uh, Carl Stefanovic saying that the whole thing's genius move. The, the genius. Hot, the the, the purchasing of licenses everywhere. Yep. So everyone's in. Do you have the list of who got the gig? I do. I do. I don't really want to name names, but I, I have been given on good authority a list of seven uh, journalists from News Limited who are going. Seven. But I reckon that's... I mean, there's two matches, aren't there? Two matches. Back to back? Yeah. Seven. Same now, day. how many would be there if that was at Manly Brookvale Oval? None. For, uh, for the Manly... Be broadcasting off the... Be, yep. You'd send someone down to record the presser for you. I'm just going to count these numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Look, they're names that we do know, and they're all... I they're not the people in the gun, in, in the focus here, but I want to know who's going from the executive list, Archie. Oh no, that'll be a big. And if you missed a, tr- if you if you work in rugby league at news mm. and you missed a trip, you're with a therapist today. You're going, yeah. what's, what? How do I? What's well, you're ha- questioning your your standing, aren't you? Standing, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it has it's, been. May I say, in all seriousness, that's all tongue in cheek. No, has no, been it's one, not. It's definitely not. This has been one of the PR masterstrokes of the Valenis era. He has gone in <laughs> with a great vision to launch this game. Of the other seven teams, or sorry, the other fourteen teams, or however many there are left behind. I've got no media going into the season. There's just four. Also, too, didn't you get dispensation somehow through the authorities for people who had little problems with the, the law oh, oh yeah, no, to get the visas no, sent the visas through? visas were sorted by the... Again, I don't want to name names. They were sort of minor end infringements, but they were going to be a problem on a visa. Yeah, so, Did, nothing out, to see here. Sorted that out with the government. Yeah. 
And it has been a masterstroke in positivity. And what it, what it has done, and also I've been basically in Sydney or Brisbane for the most of the last three weeks and will be again for most of the next couple of weeks. The halo around the sport is it is booming in those towns. Because of the Vegas On games. On the back of Positive Vegas and the biggest show, and look at us, the pride it's given the sport, uh, the vision. Yeah. Now, a lot of it's hyperbole, as we know. Of course it is. But I love the thinking. And But to get every media on board aligned on the plane, wow. It's a quick way home, Damo. <laughs> it is. It's a lot cheaper than buying ads, I tell you. Now, I watched last night, Mel McLaughlin interviewed Peter Valentis on the Seven News in Sydney. Yep. And I did watch it. And he said they've ticket sales up to 33,500. Yeah, they'll get to 40, I think. Will they? Yep. You're a cynic on this. Who are those 33,000 coming to watch We've we talked about it before. There's, be 25 there's expats. a huge expat community in LA yeah. where it's an hour away and New York where it's... And it's, a, it's a four five-hour drive last time I did it from LA. It's, it's a 40-minute flight. It's a $90 on a good day Southwest flight out of Burbank. <laughs> and and there'll be people going in everywhere from LA. Plus, there's there would have been ticket giveaways and competitions. And there's a lot of Australians going over. Heaps of Australians going over from Australia. Mm. Why wouldn't you? If you And I think the... Vegas makes it, Vegas and the allure of that brand helps fuel the whole piece. And having now been to that stadium as you were two and a half, three weeks ago for Super Bowl, is a crowd of that number about half at the moment, 35,000 is about half capacity, is that right? Two thirds. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be great. Is that going to be enough for it to have a nice... It'll just be, it'll be a fantastic way to start this. I'm a big believer in this game where it could go to, but they are manufacturing a little bit of it early, obviously. Like they're they're 100 men... Eyeballs I know the stuff. states well enough to know you such it. So it'll, it'll be on. It'll be on. They'll, they'll put on a show because that's what Americans do, particularly with sport, and they'll and they'll put out their best their best show for that day. The moment that game's finished, they will get them out. They'll hose it down, and the next morning it'll, it'll be as though nothing has happened. There will be no legacy effect of it. Yes. There'll be no carry on. They'll, they'll they'll be decking the, the stadium out for some other rock concert. Yeah, well, the smartest thing they've done is get free-to-air, not free-to-air, Fox distribution on main channel for that game. That just gives it a chance, doesn't That's it? That's fine, but who's gonna, again, who's going to watch it? If, well, you're, if, you're an Ameri- if you're a local Santa Monica Beach, yeah. Venice Beach residents, Manhattan Beach. I agree with that. Why would you stay at home no one's building, and watch it? No one's building their weekend around it. No. That's for sure. So, but if it happened to be on and you caught 15 minutes of it and you'd say, these guys yeah, are what's this? Tough. What's this stuff? And, and it's better than not doing it. That's the other thing. You've got to yeah. take the game to the world. But I think, if, if you leave, even if you leave aside the expansion strategy, the halo it's had on their sponsors, their fans here, their sense of pride, the club's faith in them. Like, it's ticked so many domestic boxes. The international in year one's almost a plus alpha. And, I, and it will lose a little bit of money, but I don't think it'll lose a whole lot of money. It'll lose a few men, maybe, but in the scheme of their... Lost leader. It's a great loss leader, I think it is. I think it's a it's a genius way to launch your season, the yeah. market you, you launch. Okay. What well, I want to start uh, the serious stuff today, actually, even though that was serious, uh, with the Angus Brayshaw retirement of last week. Uh, Melbourne footballer, still a young footballer, forced into retirement, and all you needed to do was read the first uh, sentence of his, uh, of his media release saying he's retiring. It's a medical retirement. Yep. So I'll let people take the story that way. I just want to come at it from a media perspective. We'll have some fun with it after we finish the serious nature about it with how it was presented and the, the Channel 9 v Channel 7 presentation of story and who got themselves involved in it. But it just got me thinking as the days led up to this announcement and even on the day itself and maybe the few hours after it, we as a collective media and myself concluded yourself, we've become beholden to the club controlling and the player controlling the messaging. Once upon a time, and, and I reckon there might have been at least 
half a dozen, and there may have been a dozen, 15 people, for all I know, who knew really? in advance of this announcement, um, to varying degrees, two, three days at least. Um, and, and, right? I, and I know this. Is and that I, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, well, I knew about it three days in advance. Hang on a minute. You knew about it three days in advance. Hachi, I'm saying there's at least six I know of, and I haven't even tried to find out. There was another person in my why, office who knew about it. Why didn't you write it then? I'll tell you. I'm, I want to discuss this. I want to discuss this. Because of the sensitivity around it. And, and again, my situation, all you can do is deal with your own situation. The person who told me said to me, I'm about to tell you something, but but you need to give me your words. You will not pursue it and not break it until insert date. And the date was basically within an hour of the of the time this person told me. So once I gave that undertaking, I was not going to break that. And you know that. You, you say similar things to me and you know I keep my word. I don't know the arrangements of other people, but I, as that day, between being told that and the day got closer, I knew, and particularly the morning of, I knew without trying to know, there were four or five others, in fact, I can count five already on, on that day who knew of it um, before the announcement. So the media get a, uh, rightfully at times, get a fairly stern whack from the public on yeah. there, want to be right, want to be first, first and yeah. without care. Yep. No one expects any flowers the other way when you do do the right thing or perceive the right thing. But you're saying you don't think it's the right thing to well, be Well, it had me thinking to, to what I reckon I started at back in, we refer to it, back in the late 80s, early 90s, when we started as, I started as a copy kid in 1989. I reckon the onus then, and, and it really still should be if you're in the new space, to get the story out there before everyone else, because that's your job. Aren't we all beholden to the people we get paid by? And that, that's ultimately, that's not being too cute about it, is it? We, we've got a responsibility for that. Mm. Now, I think but it's you, shifted you willingly so far. signed up. I, I, but I have had now for many, many I years. I know, yeah, but I've never understood that. No, but um, you've done it too, Hutchie. I know you've done it. You, you make it as though you, you'd still go with it. Look, there's, there's layers to my situation with this. Obviously, the Brayshaw... You've retired, no, basically, from the day-to-day hunt. So you're in a bit of better position to do that than most. But <laughs> Oh, the day-to-day hunt? I, I, I gratefully have, yes. And then you had everyone trying to retrospectively say they knew. And well, that's, and, that, yeah. and that nothing does my head in more than that. If yeah. you want to go with it, go with it and deal with it. But I can tell People you... People in suits in their lobbies of their big high-charge newsrooms and yeah. look at, you know, rolling coverage. So... And we, and we all do that, by yep. the way, but nothing does my head in more than, than, well, than I, I knew at first, but I didn't go with it. Well, I, I'm, I'm talking about how have we let it, as an industry, get to the stage where we're all complicit now with the timelines around. I, I wouldn't have had it against someone who, who sourced the story themselves, knew it to be right, yep. and went. I wouldn't have in, on this situation. But the word medical has become a hobby. And that's another that's issue. That's become the weapon yeah. of mass destruction from clubs. To, and and to, what I'd been to told journals. by other people it was that, Angus wanted to, and you can understand this, wanted to tell his teammates en masse. Now, some would have had a line of sight on it. Do you think they withhold when the player tells the teammates? Absolutely. In order to manufacture the news the, piece straight work, afterwards? Work backwards from and then that's it. And yeah. that's the empathy they draw upon. And he hasn't told his teammates yet, so don't, Domo, don't you do it. That's exactly what happens here. But but what we also know, there's conversations going around of a of a legal nature. I mean, the word medical in the first yep. is, is a legal word in that instance. There's going to be a payout or at least a claim and attempt at a payout. He needs to sever the contract with the Melbourne footy club. The AFL needs to be in on it. There's negotiations of a legal nature going around everywhere. And, and we in the media, rightly on this one, Hutchie, we're complicit in let's not touch it until he's opened his mouth in front of his teammates so that at least then he could tell them in his own words what was happening. Oh, I when, I know you think that... Well, I think we've gone soft, is what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Um, this is how I react. Rightly on this occasion. I think I've said this before. Yes. When someone said to me, I'm about to tell you something, yeah. but you need to give me your word mm. that you won't use it, yeah. I, I would never sign up to that deal. 
Because for me, news is like liquid, and it's no good solid and in the freezer, right? It's no good inactive. Yeah. I'm in the flow of That's information. That's you when you're 25. I'm in the flow of information game. channel nine or seven at that yep. night. Um, but I, I'm in the flow of information game. I'd rather not know than you give me a damn war. Yeah. But also damn, know too- You can't talk to a damn I war. also know too, you do have arrangements of this nature, Archie, and, and you know that I know you, you have these arrangements at times. So, no, I, might so, have, I might have traded for it, but I would never have, I would never have turned- I would never have wanted to know not been able to use it. And the other thing it does is it puts you in a straitjacket where if someone else, by chance, hmm. tells you the same piece of information, yeah, in and it would have otherwise been fair game. Yes, yes, you've already snooked yourself by closing the door. Well, I think it's a fresh game there, and you then go back to the person who told you, and whether they choose you to always believe seem how disingenuous you've... when you do that. Uh, no, but I think yeah. the person's telling you in the first place because they do trust you, and that and that that to me is the only thing we've got as a journal. And and you know what, Hachi, I can live with this situation this week, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to now because I have, as you pointed out, been able to extricate myself from that messiness so, of the of the beat, so to speak. But I can live myself because that person will give me a story hopefully next week or you, in a month's time, you know. You've won the most AFMAs in the history of the, and you won more awards than anyone in the city. So far be it for me to offer you any advice. But since you're still on the beat and I'm off, don't sign up to that deal again. <laughs> Never do it. It's like going to a girlfriend saying, here's, here's a driver, but you're not allowed to use it in your 18-hour yeah. round today. Now, there was a period of... Reflection Don't up where you couldn't deal. quite reconcile with it. Well, how's that a good deal? What, what have you got? What have you earned out of that other than others oh, to continue trust of the person who told me and, and others who well, knew what's I the knew point of having and... the trust of that person if he won't give you fluid information? Yeah, but Hachi, when you're it's in... all said and done, you're not breaking You're not breaking Watergate anyway. You, but he's hadn't trained, he didn't play the previous week. News. I mean, you, you, no, news is liquidity, news yeah. is the most powerful, and then there's 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 sensitivities around. Obviously, the relationship anger ah, Brayshaw has got. You with, could have made the decision still not to do it, but you signed yourself up for something that didn't. I, really and, I, and I don't have a problem yep. with it because yep. that's the relationship origins um, which happened. But I, I did though, and the fact I've flagged it here today in this context, yep. I'm slightly uneasy with yeah. what's got to. Okay, no, you've, you've hand up. <laughs> I, I took that as you've self-reported, which is which is great. Well, that's right. Um, <laughs> speaking of the the seven nine, yeah. Now let's get to the wars. non-serious part. The, the, the what, stuff what, that our listeners really want to hear. So it's been like. Tom Morris out of the gates hard. Um, I read Xander the, Maguire. I read in the paper, by the way, that he's getting the Sunday night uh, yep. show, which, which is was interesting to read. A footy furnace, and so is that what it's called? Yep. Well, I think I think did I read that or did I, oh, someone tell me that? You drop on, you drop a little Channel Nine news on this show without you realizing it. Recently. So far out of the team, you're, you're still funny. brokering stuff here. So so Tom's clearly didn't trust, and so he should early. Uh, got um, seven. You got the Masai now trying to scramble with his piece of cameras. To, to keep step. You've got first drop hovering. First drop. Theo Teropolis. And then you've got the wild thing Xander over there at, at nine. The wild thing. Dropping yarns uh, at, at will. Tell me, it's having a bit of an impact, I think, on the newsroom performances. Well, we've got spotters everywhere now. And, you, and you've put this on the agenda for our listeners back in episode one of this uh, ninth series, this war that's going on. I just want to call up something from one of our spotters, Hutchie. You know this particular person too. We're getting spotters who are alerting us to what's going on absolutely everywhere. And this was an observation made by this particular person who, here we uh, can hear your phone. This is, uh, yeah, this is this is sorry. This is, real, this is good radio, isn't it? This is really good radio, isn't it? So, I've actually, I can't Well, just tell me. us what oh, I'll just do. tell. Okay, so <laughs> Tom Morris and Mitch Cleary went, Went at it within again. We just set up the series, the the uh, series of events that led Angus Brayshaw to retire. So within minutes, there were and again, I was I was in a meeting at the time. There were were there a dozen journo's 
Angus Brochel's retired. All that sort of stuff. Yep. Breaking. And then, but they were within seconds then on air with it as well. Yep. So they all waited for the right time. And again, it's all the build up they to it. Time their crosses. Yep. Yeah. And they just were going at it, trying to own the stories. And this is how this person. Well, I think it, the stakes have got high. So the the and you got a bit more background to this, but I I did read the press release last week from Nine to say that they are winning the news now in Melbourne, and I think comfortably now Seven have dominated the news in recent years. I've just found this text by the way. So. Video updates on seven and nine Twitter channels throughout the entire day to complement the, quote, exclusive breaking news that they both broke. Tom wearing suit in front of a nine logo. Mitch with the rolled up sleeves and no jacket in a car park. Yeah. So to give the appearance on the spot. On the spot. And stops at nothing to bring the exclusive at any time. He's got on the sleeves this rolled guy up. Loved, this guy loves this. This person who said this loves this. Loves this stuff. He's gone all front line on us, Mitch. So sleeves up, shirt this, off. This person jacket off. Has, has watched them both on TV. So take me through that in front of a nine logo suit against the rolled up sleeve. Yeah. I, I, I like this layer to it. And the nine or seven logo backdrop, the AFL logo, and increasingly in recent days the our police backdrop. Which is where Mitch's cross was last night with Taryn Thomas. Yep. Story. Yep. Putting, Actually, Mitch broke that one last did. night. Yep. Putting big symbols in the back of their uh, crosses to right. remind them they're on the on the scene. So uh, tell me through. Nine did release something well, last week. Nine's winning the news ratings in Melbourne. Yep. And seven to one for a long time. Yeah. It, it swung sharply around October no last year, and I'll tell you what you, I, I feel has happened. Yep. I, I don't think the uh, the Bruce Lemon situation and the Ben Robert Smith situation has been all that favourable. So there was a lot of coverage around that time on both of those respective situations. You think it's had a knock on through to the news? Well, particularly the Ben Robert Smith. Oh, again, it's just my observation. Yeah, yeah so it's hard, to, I mean, it's hard to argue with. And it, those stories got amplified and covered pretty hard by the nine owned newspapers mm. and mediums. So you can see where self-interest can kick in if needed. Uh, they were very coverable stories, by the way. No question that they needed to be covered and aggressively, but they they didn't get any free kicks in the other mob. So, um, and the press release going out is that is that is that a shot across the bow? And then I think they've got obviously got the new lead-in show at nine. They've got new news readers. They've got a new footy guy in Tom. So there's a fresh coat of paint on the news, and it's it sounds it reads like it's whether that lasts during footy when the footy comes back. I don't know, but the the nine are clearly trying to own around the game, aren't they? They seem to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's are, you, are you are you on the, the Channel Nine Sunday Footy Show, like the old days? Not the Sunday, the no. Sunday one. No, no. But I'm back on Mondays, I think. Yeah, I think I, I'm back. Yep. We've got a meeting tomorrow about the Wednesday ones, so that's uh, oh, that's go. back in play. Yeah, nice and early. Yeah. I think you, you get off an early start at the Monday too, don't you? I think yeah. we are. Yep. We'll find out tomorrow. Hey, yeah. I want to um, just change gears for one second here. Yeah. This is a little bit off what Craig's carry on normally is, but I'm going to use that platform to launch my. A salvo here today. So okay. if you can hit, hit the uh, opener, please, Zipper. Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly away. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is your if captain. You uh, flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. In the unlikely event of having to use the evacuation slides, follow the lighted path. Craig's carry on. Uh, normally, this is about carry on baggage and luggage and other areas to navigate your way through. Basically, Craig's travel rorts. Since I've become the go-to airline guy, <laughs> self-proclaimed, I, I'm, I, I have become. I think there was an airline um, 
incident anytime soon, there's a fair chance I get rung from a consumer perspective to <laughs> yeah. offer quotes to the paper. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm getting into those sort of Neil Harvey, Australian cricket team, Laurie Levy, Laurie duck, Levy duck, duck hunting. <laughs> so I'm going to use the platform I've been given on airlines to launch this impassioned plea to our industry, the airline industry. I'm seeking change. I'm seeking it quickly yep. and I'm seeking it globally. Ken, on behalf of the users of airlines around the world and on behalf of all consumers who have to fly regularly and frequently, I'm urging global aviation authorities to introduce standardization of x-ray security <laughs> because I have not seen x-ray security the same in two places, two airlines or two locations yeah. at all, and you need to be MacGyver to figure out how to get through with the rules. <laughs> A quick scenario on the weekend suggests that there are 28 possible scenarios that can happen over a space of a four-metre walk from the start of X-ray security to the end. These are the scenarios, Damo, that present themselves. And you've got two options in all scenarios. It's like yep. 14 head-to-head multis at Sportsbet, this. <laughs> laptop in or out. Is that still not uniform? 90, Even in Australia? 90% of the time it's laptop in. But yeah. in some of those scanners, 10% laptop oh. out. If you happen to get that wrong, yeah. they abuse you. Mate, get your laptop out. Oh, Sorry. What have you got your laptop out for? Get it in. Oh, sorry. Remember you once to take the battery out of the laptop? <laughs> laptop. Like, what What could a laptop really do? Have you ever heard, heard something in the news that said... No, uh, don't, don't, yeah. don't even go yep. scenarios here because anything could happen. Now, so. now, this one. In the tray, you've got to put things in the tray or under the clear sheath now that's emerged yes, on the I've tray. Yes, I've seen the clear sheath. And if you get that wrong, yeah. you've just worked your okay, laptop out, yep. and then you don't you put your laptop on the no, put it under the sheath. Yep. Okay, and then when you put it under the sheath, no, no, this is not one of those X-rays. <laughs> belts on or belts well, off. Well, see, this is a big one to me. What, what I always take it off just because it's easier to take it off in case it goes off. I leave it on. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because ninety five percent of the time it doesn't come up on the scanner. I know, but the five percent of the time, time it does. It's a hassle. Ah, uh, but the five percent time it de- does, you're more likely not to be able to carry it through these days. So, no, so you just sometimes you just go back to the queue and. Oh. But you've got to guess belts on, belts off, shoes on or shoes off. Well, shoes are on in Australia. On generally in Australia yeah. and off generally in America. But yeah. I noticed in America the other day there was there was one that shoes on, shoes on fine, and get, leave your shoes on, mate. And they, they abuse you if you don't know the answer. But I've already given you four scenarios. Yep. Sunglasses seem to have this rare exemption rule where they can be carried through and not put in the bag. In fact, they get offended now in Melbourne Airport when you put your sunglasses. In the tray. Why is that? And where's the sign that says, carry your sunglasses in your hand? Well, what but about they, people they give who, you a clip? who wear glasses? They, they sometimes go off. They give you a clip. You, mate, Trust car- me. Mate, carry your glasses. Okay, sorry. Um, then you get your bag through. It either goes straight left or, yeah. or be generally slow because yeah. someone's on smoke. There's out. always someone someone's standing smoke right at the, the front there who's behind <laughs> you anyway. Someone's looking up the, the, the NBA results and they, you know, it takes forever to get through. Or your bag goes right and you know you get to that little juncture where you go, oh. oh, keep going, keep going, and then it goes right on you. Yeah. So your bag could go left or right. Yeah. There's no known reason why your bag goes right. And then you've got that other box ticking requirement that they have at the, the area, the check-in area, where you'll just get the random search, which on a given oh, point in time the, can, can, can be every single time. I'm coming to the random search. Yeah. I'm getting the random search. Well, they search. swab you. They swab you. So your bag goes right. I've not known a consistent reason why your bag goes left or right. I always say, what made the bag go right there? And they can't answer, oh, there's a couple of things we want to check. Well, what were they? Then toothpaste and gels. In some airports, you can take some airports you could take the Colgate factory through, and in others they 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 quarantine two millimeters of a satchel. Then sometimes you can't take water. Then if you quote you, now there's three different machines. There's a normal machine, yes. and there's the one where you put your hands out. No, no, there's, there's one a, intrigues me. There's three. There's a normal machine. <laughs> yeah. 
You, a, you just walk through. There's a hands up. Yep. There's, there's a hands, hands on the out, side. And there's a hands and, But out, out. And there's a hands down. Facing outwards. I call that a hands down. <laughs> if you don't know the exact answer of you're a straight through, you're a hands up or you're a hands down, yeah. someone clips you like you should have known the answer. <laughs> well, okay, there's three more scenarios. Yeah. Then they're going to decide to pat you down on, the, on one of the scanners. Then you've got choices. Do I'm you, comfortable with a pat down. And they ask you now, do you comfortably be patted here or do you want to go into the back room? Like, I don't know, how much, is, is it better in the back room or like, how does, how does it work? Um, so that's, that's, that's that one. So they give you the scenarios and then you get the, you've been chosen for random security. Screen, oh, so. that one. Yeah, yeah. Every single time. And you go, okay. Um, uh, just out of interest, how? Yeah. I, I once have asked that too. I, I Didn't bat, go down well. I bet 60, <laughs> unlikable guy, about 60, 70% on random security. Yeah. I reckon people go, oh, I wouldn't mind just readjusting his attitude for a minute or, re- yeah. or random him. They say to you, oh, there's this, these lights that go off on the scanner. And I say, well, sh- show me where the lights are. <laughs> I've never once had anyone be able to show me that there's actually lights and it's not just someone's. Yeah. Um, so there you go. So the, I, I ranked that. If you include the three different scanners, there's about... It's hard, it'd be easier to get Tats Lotto than to correctly predict your experience you're going to get through the X-ray security. And I'm asking on behalf of the global consumers, who's with me? Standardise X-ray. I don't care if you make it like a get smart office to get in and there's 100 doors to get through. I can live with what I can see. Just take me out of the unknown. No, um, I only sample what you're experiencing, uh, uh, less than a tenth of what you do, oh, and, and it's frustrating to me. By the way. As I try and navigate these 28 scenarios, inevitably someone wants to have a chat to you halfway through. Like yeah. it's hard enough <laughs> trying to work out the three scanners, the pat down, the left, right, the bag console, the sunglasses in, shoes on, shoes off, the belts on, belts off, the tray, the sheath, the laptop in, out. And then I'll make you say, how you been going anyway? Um, yeah, like I'm just in the middle of trying to solve a Rubik's Cube here. Can you just give me 60 seconds to get through? <laughs> All right, let's bang through some topics, Archie. We got some Are feedback. Are you with me on this? I am. I, as yep. I said, I, I fly, I say 10%, it's probably about a hundredth of the times you fly, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, last week we, in, in sounding board fashion, exposed the pretend doorstop. Via, oh, yeah. via, via someone's tip-off to us, yep. by the way, one of our listeners. And it was uh, it was Tom Morris and Michael Pell, the umpire who was uh, caught up and is yet to be having had any ramifications for uh, wagering, allegedly, which he's denied, on the Brownlow Medal a couple of years ago. We, <laughs> via this person who tipped us off, exposed the pretend setup. Yep. I think we're on the money. Because Michael Powell responded, responded. to us. <laughs> feed, on, on Twitter. To us. He said this to sounding board at Craig Kachi at Brad Damien. Feedback noted, boys. Just glad you didn't pick up on the empty coffee cup <laughs> with an emoji I never it. know about. So he's, he's owned it. We missed the empty that's coffee a good cup. Own, that's a good owning, isn't it? Hey, um, no names, no pack drill here. I don't want to single out anyone because we've all done this. Now, listen, name. We normally name. But another little one behind the curtain on, on journalism for me, right? When you hear a journalist in the first sentence say either of these two things. <laughs> this would be good. Someone clarifies, or even better, has moved to clarify. Yes. And I now know where you're going. And I'm, a, I'm not going to name this, this there's a general. There's a general chance that the journalist in question didn't understand the rule in the first place. Someone <laughs> rang him up and said, hey, mate, you got that wrong. This is how it works. And then they write it again. <laughs> And say, the AFL has moved to clarify its stance on I now know what you're referring to, <laughs> and you're referring to some work of John Ralph during the week, actually, over the Sam Pell Pepper contact with uh, Mark Keane well, on the weekend, where, which has now found itself to the tribunal as we 
talk on this particular Tuesday morning of this week. When you need clarification, it's best to do it before you write the first story. Not having <laughs> As them, a rule. Not having them point out where your first story was inaccurate. So the, the initial story, story was that a potential suspension could be potentially served in the community series games. Yep. But then a subsequent uh, media follow-up by same journalist, the AFL has clarified <laughs> its stance. Well, now saying it's suspended, would have to serve the whole band the season proper. Well, it, as far always, as I knew, that was always the always, case. Always, <laughs> it's always been the case. What it did do. But they've clarified. Allowed him to write the first story. That's important these days, to get a story in. He buried the word again at the end of the sentence too. The AFL has clarified stance in pre-season games again. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. saying, well, I think they've always been saying, to be fair. Now, have we got some um, sad, sad music? I should have teed this up. I should have teed up some sad music. We, we might actually, don't offer, we might do something we don't often do. We might just insert, I'll, I'll talk it here as I normal, right. and, 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 and Geordie can uh, insert some, some sad music after, uh, after the event. So we'll put the sad music in, in about here, Geordie, but we'll leave all this build up to it. Okay, I see that, I'm pl- we're playing that because of the very sad music came through during the week. Yeah, I'm with you on this. It's, the, there's something has come to an end that is very, very sad. It, and it's, it knocked me over know, when, when people alerted me to it. The, the fact checker, the RMIT ABC fact check organisation is coming to an end, Archie. It's sad. Yeah, it's sad news. The, sad. A, the ABC notified staff by email that the... Um, that bit sad, but they'll, they'll be redeployed. Seven-year partnership with the international, yeah. international fact-checking team are coming to an end. Well, um, I, I want to know what happens to that little uh, that little um, banner they had, the, little, the certificate yeah. online. Remember I brought our listeners in on this? They, they had a certificate which they proudly displayed online the badges. That, that registered them with the International yep. Fact-Checking I Association and, and allowed them clout in the international realms of fact-checking. On behalf of the entire Sounding Board fraternity, we send our thoughts and deepest condolences to the International Fact-Checking Brigade. And we ask everyone, as a show of solidarity, to leave out their badges and certificates at their front door, <laughs> outside, uh, as a nod What are we going to do, though, without them? They, they, geez, I was just, there was a bastion of what was right and wrong in society, Hachi. They, what did, uh, they didn't uh, play politics. They just kept it straight. What, uh, the, the, they, pro- the other problem on this is, by the way, the other problem on this is the, uh, the fact-checking team, mm. International Fact-Checking Team, have yet to accept the authenticity of the severance email. <laughs> so yeah. when they got it, yep. someone said back an email saying, are you sure? <laughs> well, see, this is what fact-checking is. then about. went into a room and there's been, I think, seven professors now and nine scientists and 35 in-house staff come in to double-check, triple-check, and they're not certain they've been actually terminated yet. They've got to work another month's work on this. <laughs> and but, for those who, who don't know what we're talking about here, I've got my bee in a bonnet, Knickers in a knot, whatever phrase you want to throw around it. A couple of years ago when on the back of a very organic Sunday footy show conversation that was in COVID times, Hutchie, we just had a conversation which we have every single week. There were questions throwing around. We answered them. At one stage, I said, we are not medical experts. It lasted all of 33 seconds. And two weeks later, the RMOT ABC fact check put out a dispute and put out a massive press release on Sunday footy show claims wrong. On the back of a 35-second conversation. We're only a little tongue-in-cheek. No, 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 I'm not tongue-in-cheek on this. But the, <laughs> and uh, then, and then, then, I, then I paired back the organisation and you just wonder, what, what, isn't every journalist and every media organisation supposedly a fact-checker? Isn't, isn't that what we're meant to do anyway? This needs deeper analysis, I think. We, we should get them on to respond to this at some stage. Yep. A, a few things to call yes. out. Last week in Question Time, we talked about the, in, the insert milk story that happens every year of the <laughs> yeah. MCG turf. Yeah. 
Flowers to Nick McCallum, <laughs> who embraced it. He went to the MCG. He got himself a drone. To assess the, he got a and there's no one better for piece the camera Nick. from the sideline. <laughs> Seventeen days before the season opener, the tailor-made mission to repair the G. Seven news exclusive. So, and including watermark. You tip this watermark. That story could have been written ten years ago. Um, Jake Niles framed himself into the oh, Scott Pendlebury director's cut. This is good. So you you you've got a theory that this is the framing in, which was ultimately it's, TV domain. It's, it's catching it's on coming in newspapers. into newspapers. It is. It is. <laughs> Jake has gone. He's had a summer watching the framers, and he's gone. I'm so, a column. So man. he sat down with that. a great piece, really good piece. Should read it uh, with Scott Pendlebury and watch the, uh, which is meant to be very good. This doco that um, Collingwood's releasing through Hoyts. That's it. With Scott Pendlebury basically narrating it to him personally. By the way, what, a, what an experience. You know, I talk about ideas for journalism as opposed to news. That's a great idea. Go and sit down with Scott Pendlebury yep. and watch it. Have him tell you, talk you through the game and yep. watch it with him. Now, listen, but the framing in, in that photo, you can just see Scott Pendlebury to the left. <laughs> He's the guy just behind Jake Nile. <laughs> And then in the, and in the Twitter promo, director's cut, I sat down and watched 23 grand final with Scott Pendlebury. So it was obviously more important. Now, he watched it. And then the last thing on this Before one. we go, if Jake was sitting between us right now, if Jake was right there, I'd say what I'm about to say, okay? So I'm, I would say this to Jake. Can you imagine Scott Pendlebury after that two and a half hours? And I'd say that if Jake was there. There's no way that ended. At the two and a half hour mark, no. that kept going for another hour, hour and a half. Afterwards. He would have needed. I don't think he drinks during the the footy season, but he would have needed yeah, a sharp one. He would have got the phone call. He would have needed a couple of shots. He would have got the recap phone call too. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and Jake, Jake, I would say that if you're here, you know I would. I've had these conversations with you, uh, Scott, Jake, had, uh, mate. Good feedback. How do you reckon it went? And he would have interviewed for an hour and a half about how he felt the interview went. <laughs> no question. Uh, Jake, Jake, by the way, after a good start, there's an early tussle on the two chief news reporters of the newspapers off to a big start. Jake Noll at the Age and Peter Jess at the Herald Sun. It's off to a, it's off to a big start, head to head. Jesse did a story on Mark Robinson the other day, I saw. So that's off to a good start. Well, well P- Peter Jess sometimes gets bollons in the Age too, but it's just absolutely every single story at the moment in the Herald Sun. He's, he's, he should be getting paid as a journo. He really should be, but he's, he's it's working, and he's and the well, you know what it works most. He's got momentum with his crusade on the concussion. And, Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I'm not the concussion. No. I'm not joking about the concussion. I'm you know what's happened recently though? He's actually been quoted. Normally, he's the the non like the anonymous quoter. He's actually been I think quoted. It's, I think it's a Peter v Peter here. We've got Peter Valenti v Peter Jess, and <laughs> the two most influential in the in the respective games. Oh no, we had another great anonymous. Anonymous quota, and it wasn't in sport during the week, and I have got it here. Here it is. This is a really good quote, this one. This is about a guy, a public servant, in the Herald Sun article that uh, was working from home on, on good money. So again, there's a story there somewhere, but this is what I love, Archie. This quote is perfect, and guess what? It's an anonymous quote, but I'll just yep. give you a sample of it. Some weeks, he's around more, and some weeks, less. Either way, I'm doing my Moody Watch voice yep. here. Either way... It sends a message to all staff that we don't need to come into the office despite the commitments being made to stakeholders, CBD businesses, and the local chambers of commerce by this government. Now, it goes on. Yep. But is that the, just the perfect summarised all neat. aspects of this story quote? It's neat. It's not, and it goes on. There's <laughs> yeah. actually greater detail to no it. No anonymous source has ever been an um or an R, have they? They've well, you said that been, last week. Yeah, I like that. Always... Yeah. And there's no spelling mistakes. Yep. There's no... 
let me let me row the unpopular one percent vote here again on politicians. I, I'm going to make it my crusade this year to defend politicians and see everyone down, because I just have <laughs> I have empathy. For, I don't I don't know ninety nine percent of the country is cynical, with, with good reason. If if Scott Morrison, I oh, don't you cannot defend or me. Anthony Albanese, yeah, want to take their partner or their kids to Taylor Swift, and they have the means in their you know meager salaries, I'd say, for what they do for a living because they're underpaid. We all talked about that. Yeah. They can damn well go and take their family to a concert on the weekend without us getting outraged. Yeah. On either, no, is ScoMo Daggy? 100% he is. Uh, is Elbow in a cost of living crisis and a bit tone deaf? Maybe. If they want to go to the music on the, on the weekend, do we need to be ruining their family lives as well as criticising them at work? Is that what happened? Second thing, the concert Katy Perry thrown by the Pratt family. Oh, yeah. And... Albanese was there. Dan Andrews was there. There was lots of a few pollies. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It, it, politics is not just serving. Politics is serving everybody. And people like the Pratt family who employ an enormous amount of Australians and help in part generate our economy. Oh, are, are, Archie, for, for their own profit. Let, let's let's not get too cute about what they're about. No, they are. But they do they do play an important role in the economic stimulus of the country, business owners, as well as staffers. So if they are invited, they're entitled to go as well. Like, why are we so obsessed with, why do we want our politicians to sit at home, you know, have the lights off in case they're spending any energy and, and be like, they can go to work and worry about cost of living for 10, 11, 12 hours, and they can still mix with business. They're not mutually exclusive. Hmm. Why are we, why do we just attack everyone about everything these days? Why, why do we raise... Weight is as an issue. Oh, to... not, not only that, our, our coverage of the relationship of Travis and Taylor was in a world embarrassment. Completely. I want to go there right now. We wrote stories saying, this will never work, this will never last. Why would she no, no, I, I read one. Going through his Twitter feed that, for 15 that years she ago. should break up with him because he's a beefcake. Like, it is, it's outrageous how that was covered. If you were... The, this is what Alice Costa wrote, Hutchie, and I just want to ask you, are, are we at this stage? I, I thought we'd did, moved well on from this. I didn't see who wrote anything. I just well, yes, it. you did, and, I, and I'm going to have to – this is a quote. It is not a stretch to crystal ball Kelsey blowing up to the size of a house. Now, what what do you read when you read that? You, that's clearly a reference to weight down the track, isn't it? Is that, there's, there's no other connotation on that no, sentence, that, is it? That's fair. Yep. So, so it's okay to write about someone's weight now, is it? In in that negative context. I thought we'd moved on from that. Yeah, I didn't get that far into the story or any of the stories. I just I read the first paragraph of most things. And there was a to be fair to Alice, there's a lot of stories. It is that. not a stretch the crystal ball Kelsey blowing up to the size of interesting line there, actually. Really interesting line. In life. Why would you need to refer to someone's weight down the track? Whatever makes her happy, what, what's, makes her happy. Whatever makes him happy. And what if he does anyway? Why are we obsessed with writing about other people's relationships, whether it's going to work out or not? When you're 80 and you're on your rocking chair on your balcony, the person next to you is your choice. Correct. No one else's. <laughs> your happiness or lack thereof is your business. But and people should just support her anyone else wants to date. Why do we have to be critical of, oh, it's a bad choice for her? And, very interesting oh um, goodness. topic too. And I don't think that, ha- I don't think, I don't sense that happens in America. I might be well, I, I, can't, I read a lot of American media, Hutchie. Have I'd you, rather read media, American media in Australia, and I don't see that type of reporting. And as we said last week, they move on. Something happens, they move on. I mean, yep. there was still the issue, again, same article. There was an issue that he could be angry 
off the field because he was angry on the field. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing how that was couched, but you know, the blood with well, Bruce Root that was that was a, a, a warning siren for for Taylor to you know be careful. This man could be you know anything. Well done to Melbourne Council, by the way. Uh, fantastic bit of vision. This after a six month crusade from the newspapers. They've had three meetings. They've gone to a vote, and they decided that they're going to ban Sally Cap's car from popping out the front of the town hall. I, I feel just really confident my seat's in good hands and in the right trajectory when we've got visionary decisions like that being made. So now it's going to take six minutes longer for the Lord me to get the car out instead of parking a spot which no one can or would use anyway. And that's taken up about $100,000 of oxygen and uh, taxpayer money. Like, honest to goodness. If, that, if I was at a meeting and someone wrote, look, with all this media, we better put this to a vote, I'd have, I'd have said, there's my resignation. I'm off. Like, let the Lord Mayor get the car in and out if it helps get around. <laughs> Just maybe do something about the graffiti that's in this town. And, and I've been flagging this story and I keep getting asked what I was referring to back on episode one. I'll park it again, Hutchie. Morning, the morning, morning prayers the next day would have been like, oh, that worked out well. Council bosses last night. Because we can run the tear out. Taking action. <laughs> um, you, you're in good setting before again, too. You've had, a, you've had a good couple of episodes, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Craig in this, in this vogue and mode. That was... Episode four, series nine. Don't park the car there. <laughs> four drink wise, if you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email the soundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise.